This Jesus, the one we have been praising and hearing of, is the reason that we exist as a church family. We believe that this child is the one who spoke the universe into existence and our lives into existence. And he is a merciful savior. He's a savior who continues his reign today and is on the move here tonight. One of our pastors decades ago became a Christian uh, when he was watching a TV screen and this message was presented. And so we are praying for those watching from home, anticipating the great things that God will do. Uh, for those who don't know, my name is Jared Mellinger. I'm the senior pastor here and uh, we are honored to have you here on this joyful evening where we are celebrating the birth of our Savior. I am eager to take a few moments to share with you what is the greatest and most glorious news in the world. It is a message that has changed the lives of countless men and women across the globe and throughout history and in this church family. One of the things that I always like to say is that uh, it's important you know this about us as a church family, that we are not a museum of perfected saints. We are a hospital for the broken and the sin sick and the weary. I've been thinking about that idea of weariness recently. We recently, we have one of those uh, letter boards in our kitchen, in our home, and we recently changed it uh, to actually one of the first lines that we sang here tonight from Oh Holy Night uh, that speaks of a weary world. I debated changing it to just say, the world is weary and we are too, or something like that. But that didn't seem quite hope-filled enough. The line that we changed it to is, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And I do think weary world sums it up pretty well especially after this year, we are all a bit weary. But that line, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices, speaks of hope and speaks of rejoicing. And I wonder, friends, whether those realities seem distant from you today. How can we experience hope and rejoicing in 2020 and through 2021. Is that even possible? It is. And that is because Christmas helps us understand what is wrong with this world and how God has met all of our greatest needs in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 1 and then share with you. This is Matthew 1 beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. May God bless the preaching of his word. Uh, This year we saw what became a favorite word for many journalists and companies and communicators uh, this year in particular, and that is the word unprecedented. The word unprecedented was all over the place, which in turn led to people talking about the unprecedented use of the word unprecedented this year. And so it is a word that has won a place among 2020 pandemic words and phrases that most people absolutely never want to hear again for the rest of their lives. The dictionary definition of unprecedented is never before known or experienced. And Matthew 1 records an event that is truly unprecedented, uh, but it comes as good news. It comes as glorious news. This is the incarnation. This is what words fail us to describe. This is the message that has changed our lives. This is the great turning point of human history. It's real. 2,000 years ago, the eternal creator God, who made the world and all that is in it, entered the womb of a virgin, took on human form, and was born as a helpless baby. This text presents the message of Christianity by answering two simple questions. They're simple, but they are profound. Let's look at each of those. First, who is this child? And second, why did he come? First, who is this child? Verse 23 reveals the identity of this baby. Matthew quotes the prophet Isaiah saying, the child will be Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So this baby that would grow inside the womb of Mary is literally and truly God himself. God made flesh. And in fact, you see this throughout the the life of Jesus here on earth. All of the great saints who followed Jesus during his earthly ministry came to believe that he is God. And that is exactly what Jesus himself taught. So Jesus is a bit different from a lot of other religious leaders in that his message was, I am God. He says, only God can forgive sin and I am forgiving your sin. Only God is the judge of all and I will return to judge the earth. He said, before Abraham was, I am taking upon himself the name of God. His disciples worshiped him, saying, my Lord and my God, and he received it. He is Emmanuel, God with us, God 
in the flesh. Who do you say that he is? That Jesus is God with us is incredibly good news today. It's good news for 2020. Emmanuel means that God has not abandoned the world he created, but has made himself, the one true God has made himself truly known. If you have wondered in the course of your life or this year or even this week, why does God seem distant? Why does God allow suffering? Where was God during the darkest moments of my life and this year? If you have wondered this, Emmanuel is the declaration that God is not silent and that hope is alive. Christmas is a reminder that God in his great love has come down to us because he knows we could never make our way up to him. Pastor Tim Keller says the claim that Jesus is God gives us the greatest possible hope. This means that our world is not all there is. That there is life and love after death. And that evil and suffering will one day end. And it means not just hope for the world, despite all its unending problems, but hope for you and me, despite all our unending failings. And that leads to the second question, why did he come? An angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in verse 20 and says in verse 21 that Mary will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So his name signifies his mission, his purpose, the reason that he came. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus is not simply a great teacher or a moral example. He came to rescue. He is the savior of the world. That idea of savior, that means that he rescues, that he delivers us from a predicament. It's like that great snowball scene in the movie Elf, right? Michael is surrounded He's outnumbered. There is no way of escape. There is nothing he can do to save himself. What happens? Buddy fights for him, right? And, and leads to his escape. Our savior, our deliverer, our rescuer is Jesus Christ. What does he save us from? From our greatest enemy and threat, which hear this, in a world of so much finger pointing, and they are the problem. What is our greatest enemy and threat? Not physical, not political enemies. He will save his people from their sins. What is the way to lasting Joy, what is the way to true hope and contentment in life? We will only experience lasting hope and joy in life when we realize that we are sinners. So scripture brings bad news in order to 
deliver us to the good news. Jesus will not be good news as one who came to save us from our sins unless we know that we have a problem with sin. Just recently, I became impatient with one of our kids at the dining room table and failed to be kind and loving. Um, I actually thought I did okay, all circumstances considered. But uh, my wife, after we ate, graciously brought this to my attention, uh, which I so needed because part of the human condition, part of my condition, is that we are blind to the worst about us. And, and we don't like acknowledging it. But in God's kindness, I saw that. I realized it when it was brought to my attention. And I asked that child for forgiveness. And it was a reminder that their dad is a sinner. Everyone has sinned against the Lord. Whether in ways great or small, we have trespassed, we have violated the law of God. Everyone has committed cosmic treason. And the Bible teaches that the reason sin is serious is not mostly the impact that it has on others, though we do care about that. The reason sin is serious is mostly the fact that God, because He is holy, because He is good and just, God must punish sin. My sins need to be judged. You say, well, I pray my prayers. I try to be a good person. No prayers that I pray and no good works that I perform can pay the price for my many sins. I need a Savior. Jesus was born to die in our place. He came as God in the flesh to remove the barrier between God and sinners. And he did this by dying on the cross. When he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins. He took the divine wrath that we deserve. And then, gloriously, he rose on the third day, victorious over sin and death, so that everyone who looks to him, so that everyone who calls upon his name will be saved. Listen, whatever, whatever wrongs we have done, however great our guilt, however damaging the relational impact of our sins, has been. There is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. There is more mercy in Christ than sin in us. Only Jesus can lift the burden of our sin and shame. And he will one day come again to deliver us completely from the presence of sin and this world will then be weary no more. And between now and then, Jesus remains with his people as Emmanuel. He comforts the lowly. He heals the sick. He gives hope to the downcast. The incarnation means, and it is such rich comfort to us. This is how we are sustained by the truth through our lives. The incarnation means that God has walked the same road of suffering 
that some of you now walk. He knows what your darkness is like. And so we can trust him. We can know that Emmanuel will carry us through. 2020 has been a year that has revealed our need for Christmas, for this Savior child who was born. What if God is using the disappointments and the hardships that you have known this year to draw more and more people to himself? Some of you may not be sure you believe what the Bible teaches about Jesus, or perhaps you are still sorting out your faith. We are so glad that you have joined us. These two questions, I just want to give you those two questions that we looked at, are the most important questions you can possibly consider. Who is this child? And why did he come? And friends, we can know tonight that there is eternal hope and fullness of joy freely available for all who turn from their sin and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. This Christmas, because Christ has come, we know a thrill of hope. And this weary world rejoices. Jesus is Emmanuel. God with us, who came to save us from our sins. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. Let us build and center our lives around this Christ, who is God, who is to be worshipped. Merry Christmas and praise God for Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.